0: I'm Greg Turner. And I'm Pat Raymond. And we're the Hollyblokes. Two American besties here to give you our take on our latest obsession, the steamy UK soap opera, Hollyoaks.
1: We're two dapper dogs from across the pond. Here to tell you what's really going on in the village where everything happens.
0: And anything can change in an instant. Welcome
1: to Hollyblokes. all right we are back greg it's great to see you it's been a while and listeners sorry for our delay but holly bloke's irl our real life's had us busy lately i know it it was holly bloke's irl
0: you moved yay you you're a proud condo owner now congratulations
1: i am yes it was a nightmare of a move but it's over i'm on the other side of it and uh I have fun smoke detectors in every room that look like Fergus set them up. Oh, beware. And see who's making money off of this right now.
0: <laughs> I hope you're like lounge back in a, you know, red thong and just tweaking your nipples while you record the podcast.
1: Oh, I do that all the time. So it's nice to know that someone's watching. <laughs> Hashtag work from home. Hashtag work from home. And I know you've had a lot going on. You and your fiance have have made some big steps in rescheduling your COVID delayed wedding. So congratulations.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes, it's been a long time coming. And now it is a mad dash to the finish line. We um, we've been together 16 years. and, (laughs) And in 2015, we embarked on a five year engagement, then 2020 was supposed to be the wedding. And we all know what happened in 2020. So the wedding got postponed. And then, you know, we all sort of know what's been happening in 2021. Like things are going one way, then a little bit the other way, (laughs) and you don't really know. And so it's been, we were just kind of like playing a game of chicken of, are we going to contact our venue, see if we still have our rescheduled date for the fall. And sure enough, we did finally finally we were brave enough because we're like okay well it looks more and more likely that this wedding is going to be possible and that a gathering is going to be possible so it was like all right let's contact them and see if they still have us on the calendar and they did and then we shit ourselves um (laughs) because we're like oh my god we have to plan a wedding and i just don't know what we're doing we're an absolute mess but we had the invites go out there's hitting the mail now we're starting to you know we're having issues with (laughs) already with catering and djs and like um, people people not calling us back i mean these oh it's so shitty i don't understand and by not calling us back i mean they'll they'll set up an appointment to talk to us and then be mia when the time comes somehow in the next what is it july now august september october like three months or so we will do everything which seems almost impossible but on soaps they always say let's get married and they get married the next episode so if they can do it i can do it in true soap opera form we're gonna fucking put this wedding together by hook or by crook
1: i can't wait and i can't wait to see what surprises are in store and who you invite from steve's past from prison to come um walking down (laughs) the aisle
0: i mean someone better jump up and say they object or i'm just (laughs) i'm just leaving i um I want us to dress like Mitchell and um, Scott for their wedding because I loved what they wore. Yes. I thought it was really cute, but I don't think that I don't think Steve liked it. But I was like, because I remember when their wedding aired, I was like, let's let's dress like them.
1: He, he didn't. Are see you sure you it. want to get married?
0: <laughs> I know. Well, find you, know. you somebody who wants to wear that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't over till it's over, <laughs> until the fat lady sings. But yeah, that was uh, we've been busy, and that's why we've been slacking. But you know, we've still been watching the show, so we will surely be talking about it all so some things might be a little further from my my memory but I've got copious notes
1: so <laughs> yeah life has been crazy I mean there's been births and deaths and departures and wedding plans in real life and it, honestly the it's been nice to be back in the village to have a break from reality yeah even though some of the storylines seemed maybe a little bit um uh, milk toast compared to our real lives but it's been <laughs> a great great couple weeks and um I'm I'm excited to dig into it with you. Yeah, me too. Let's let's go to town, I guess. Yeah, so we're talking about the week of June 21st to 25th and that was I mean a really big week for the McQueens. Where should we start?
0: Well, there was a little bit up top with John Paul and Sally still going on. And is it fresher in your mind than mine? Because I'm like, <laughs> I don't even remember seeing those characters. so long
1: ago. It's it a little down. bit fresher. I, you know, I did uh, binge today <laughs> to be honest. So it's all very fresh. Yeah, so Teresa being charming and wonderful is back on her bullshit. And she's decided she needs <laughs> to get someone out of prison. She needs to either get John Paul or Sally out of prison or hopefully both. So she's going after James Goldie, trying to get them to help. And then there's a great little scene with uh, Matthew Jesus just really tugging at those heartstrings. Not much happens with the storyline, but basically we end on John Paul decides finally to retract his confession. He's not out of prison because he's obviously perverted justice and that's what he's being held on. But D.S. Cohen seems to understand all of a sudden that John Paul is a victim. She has a great scene with uh, James where He's sort of explaining, like, just put yourself in John Paul's shoes. And she seems to empathize. She seems to understand what's going on, which is like, you know, what did we miss here? Yeah. Seems like that's a quick turn there. We do end this storyline with Sally and John Paul having a nice connection, at least via like a FaceTime. They're both in jail. Sally says this was never your fault. John Paul is still internalizing all of this, but he's turned it around enough to know he needs to get out of jail because of Matthew Jesus, at the very least. Um, He expresses concern for Sally as a trans woman being in prison, but they, they do mention that she's in a female prison, which is great. And well, it's not great to be in prison, but at least you know, mm-hmm. you're in a gender affirming prison, I suppose. And that's sort of that's sort of where where we leave that storyline. Yeah. But we have a lot more with the McQueen's.
0: Yes. Elsewhere in McQueen land, we have a lot with uh, Sharon Mercedes. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Too much? <laughs> Not enough? I don't know, but a lot. Big week for them. You know, I kind of feel like I, I don't know, I made up my mind a little bit about Romeo. I'm like, you know, he's a really good boyfriend. He just Happened to also sleep with his girlfriend's stepmom, so but he is being such a good boyfriend, and you know it's the '90s, so Cher could get hip to it and be like, "Okay, you want my stepmom for sex? Sure, just keep being a good boyfriend." You know, I think Cher would be able to handle that maturely. Oh yes, yeah, she she handles everything with <laughs> utmost maturity. <laughs>
1: But Romeo really is having his cake and eating it too. You know, he's he's trying to be a good boyfriend to share. He obviously has feelings for her and loves her, but he's still got this crush on Mercedes and it's not going away. Yeah, I know. It's like, um, it's just a little
0: crush, but it's more than that. Silver is pissed at Chesticle. Which is what he calls Romeo, which is kind of hysterical. And also I don't know that I completely understand it. And it's also
1: like who you call in chesticle, tits, McGee. Like you look exactly
0: the same. You're twinning with those bodies. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd have to I'd have to touch them to uh, decide if there's any real difference, but um <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> maybe one day I am. <laughs> I'm volu-
0: yes, yes. Of course I am. I mean that baby oil scene will live on in infamy.
1: You should get that tattooed on your back. <laughs>
0: Just the scene. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be amazing. Yeah, so, chesticle. Yeah, Silver thinks that Romeo has upset Cher because she's up in her room crying. But no, no, no. Romeo sets Silver straight. Uh, No, she's not upset for me. She's back on her socials. She is getting trolled, getting uh, embarrassed online because people are picking on her birthmark. I mean, who are these people? But, um, she even wants to use blue to get rid of the birthmark which Romeo straight up exposes silver which is good because an adult needs to be involved at this point let's put it that way if we can call silver an adult Um, (laughs) Cher is feeling very worthless and it's it's sort of easy to sympathize with her at this at this moment um because she's very you know sad and feeling pathetic Um, And Romeo feels very guilty because, you know, he has slept with her stepmother behind her back. And um, so he's feeling bad because he doesn't want her to feel not beautiful or ugly or anything like that. And he wants to make her feel all those things. But he, of course, has his little secret that he had a tryst with Mercedes, which if she found that out would probably really ruin her self-confidence. So but she doesn't find that out. But Goldie does. She overhears Romeo and Mercedes talking about their tryst and Goldie wants to tell her brother, Silver, the truth. Cher gets her phone taken away from her by her dad, and she's sort of adjusting to no phone, and then she, she really thinks that all her problems are wrapped up in this birthmark now. So Silver, being a very sweet dad, he's telling Cher, you know, well, we 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 can look into getting the birthmark removed, and they do, they go to, like, a consultation, or they talk about it. Um, I forget when they go. But, um... But Silver makes a kind of, look, we have a baby on the way, so just be sure this is what you want the family spending our money on because I'll spend it, but we should, you know, keep our purse strings tight because of the baby coming. And Cher goes, don't get ahead of yourself. It's still early days, which should have been a massive fucking red flag. Not your giveaway.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, bitch.
0: <laughs> that, that she has somehow manipulated this pregnancy tester. I mean, listen, no one's mind is ever going to go to, wait, did she manipulate a pregnancy test? Because that's beyond the pale or whatever. Um, Like no one would ever (laughs) think of that, right? So...
1: (laughs) Well, Pez probably would because she loves to jump to conclusions.
0: Exactly. Pez gets to be the smart one for once this week. Romeo decides to, you know, be a good boyfriend and he turns off his phone in solidarity with Cher.
1: So Romeo misses the call to keep Silver away from Goldie, but Cher does the the job for him um, by being selfish after she finds out that mercedes now knows she was never pregnant um she decides not to tell her dad and they go to the the dermatologist or whatever the birthmark appointment together and then later there's a huge confrontation which happens after first goldie confronts mercedes she has compassion for mercedes and says she's not going to tell silver about the affair but then she quickly turns and is like he's going to find out you're a fraud anyway so good luck. You know, he doesn't need to know, he doesn't need to know the specifics. You know, he's going to be heartbroken about the baby. I'm not going to tell your secret. And then Silver finds out about the baby. He finds out that Cher knew and didn't tell him. And she just has like this bratty Cher reaction where she's like, I didn't want it to ruin our day, blah, blah, blah. And silver just flips out finally finally he has no patience for shares self-obsessiveness anymore and finally like lashes out at her and is just like stop being a brat and mercedes gives this amazing thumbs up to silver for like finally dealing with this brat and it's just such a great moment from the show this week of just like i think the audience were all just like finally silver do this yeah it doesn't last long (laughs) like the next day he's like Oh, I'm sorry, I just was so sad, but it's like, oh my God, catch on.
0: I know, he apologizes way too quickly, but that was such a good moment because Cher has had it coming and boy, they don't even know how much she has had it coming because they don't know even remotely half of what she's done. But yeah, I mean, again, we see Romeo like really wanting to help Cher because he couldn't save Lily, who was his girlfriend who died of sepsis um, when she was self-harming. So he like really, it's a massive, red flag that Cher wants to use this bleaching cream. Of course, as soon as her father yells at her, Cher goes upstairs and uses the stupid bleaching cream, which instantly causes her pain, which I don't really know about the logistics of all this. I mean, it probably isn't pleasant, but I have no idea um, what is going on with this. I'm, I'm no scientist.
1: Yeah, I guess if she got it like on the internet and it's something like weird, like I don't know, unregulated stuff, that makes sense, but yeah, like it's like, yeah. it's like acid. It's like she's turning into the Joker or something. Like ah, um, <laughs> like immediately like doubles over. And I I thought it was an effective scene. Up to that, you do have some sympathy for Cher. She's like freaking out, and she does this, and then she's in pain, and it's like you're you're kind of like oh, I feel bad for her, but I kind of feel happy that she's like in pain because she's causing so many people pain. And exactly. And then she's like doubled over. And she's still on her bullshit. She like goes and puts the rattle, this rattle that Mercedes threw away in Mercedes' purse to like, just like continue the 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 gaslighting of like you're crazy about the baby.
0: Yeah, and Mercedes is all depressed and she's drinking very heavily, and um, their storyline continues throughout the week, but it gets entwined with. Diane and Tony's, so we should backpedal a little bit. Yeah, I guess we better take a step back and uh and get into the Hutchinson.
1: Oh my god, that was a lot too. We haven't seen the Hutchinsons uh in a while because they've been locked down because of Diane's crazy, (laughs) like let's (laughs) let's just lock it down until the baby comes. And at this point, the baby's not due for like 36 days or something. Like it's still a a while. Yeah. Scott and Tony are freaking out. They're at each other's nerves. Scott's like in a kimono, like cutting his toenails in the living room and, and Tony lashes out. So they like escape, like Scott's been like sneaking out and then like convinces Tony to sneak out and um, they're off. They go get sausages and beers and it's a beautiful day <laughs> while Diane is at home having her another breakdown and she's barricaded in by herself um tony has turned up the tv really loud and that's like his cover (laughs) which is such a tony like dumb cover (laughs) like i'll just make the tv as loud as possible and she'll never know
0: and she's like why is this tv so loud that's ultimately what got her out of bed so that backfired and of course when she realizes that they've left the house she freaks out because of course she thinks they're gonna come back and contaminate everything so she basically locks them out Um, Meanwhile, while Scott is like talking to Tony, he like has instinct about his aunt Diane and he's like, look, there's more going on with her. And he's trying to clue Tony in like, this is way more serious than we're giving it credit for. I mean, there's way more at, at play than just like
1: hormones. Meanwhile, Diane's still at home alone. And of course, in true soap opera fashion, that's the exact moment when her water breaks. When Tony comes home and realizes what's happening, She's got him locked out. She won't open the door. She's just so freaked out about what he could be bringing in that she's like ready to have the baby herself. Like she's ready to just squat and have it happen because she doesn't need any help. She doesn't need any germs. But Tony breaks down the door and gets her to relent and gets her to the hospital. And she gives birth off screen. And then shortly thereafter, we meet their new daughter. Yeah, baby Ava. Ava, which is a nice name. So... They had two names picked out. Did they reveal what the second one was? I didn't
0: know. They didn't, uh, unless I missed it. But yeah, they were like eeny, meeny, miny, mo" basically. And they didn't, then they said, oh, Ava, okay, that's the winner. But they didn't tell
1: us the other contender, I don't think, unless I missed it. Right? And that's like, this show has so many details like that, where it's like, Oh what's this bag about? And then it comes back that I'm like how are they going to bring this other name back? Yeah, I wonder is it like an inside joke or is it like a just a personality um, moment but it was it it stood out to me of like why do this if you're not going to do something with it. So we'll see maybe it's maybe it's a seed yeah, for something it might come later. Back. Maybe Eva will have like a phantom twin or um, have a split personality and that's the other name. I don't know.
0: And Eva Eva O'Hara is the actress who plays Verity. So I don't know if this is like a little nod to her to name the baby Eva. Uh, Maybe. It seems like they do do that a lot. Like it seems like there's names of the cast that um, end up being used on the show a lot, which I know sometimes other soap operas do that too. So Diane is instantly like ready to get the hell out of the hospital she calls it a cesspit. pit she's like let's go she's freaked out because tony's like no you gotta stay and he's like i'm gonna take ava out and she doesn't want that to happen but she lets it happen and when tony's out and about in the village he runs into mercedes and she's trashed and she like uh or i should say, i should probably say she's pissed She's pissed drunk and she is like laying into him um in a in a really cruel way. Um, She's like, oh, of course you want to parade your baby around town. You know, I I was never pregnant. I thought I was pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Tony's genuinely sad for her, but Mercedes is just like very cruel, whatever. And then Goldie is like, (laughs) comes along and is like yelling at Mercedes to go give Silver some TLC and sober her butt up. Enter Miss Perry. Romeo has got Perry to come and give Cher some pain meds as the good doting boyfriend that he is. But uh, of course, Perry as a nurse um, is stealing <laughs> medication, which is a pretty much a big no, no, I would assume. Um, <laughs> and so she's doing it on the sly. Cause of course uh, Cher wouldn't go to the doctor herself. Um, she doesn't want like a mental breakdown or, you know, me- not breakdown, but a mental workup. Whatever you just don't want to be like labeled as as having a mental problem because then she won't be able to get her birthmark removed that way probably because they'll say she needs psychiatric help. So Perry, of course, knowing Lily's history and everything too, wants to help Share. So she does this super risky um, thing, stealing these meds to get get to Share. And Share talks a little bit to Perry, and she talks about how she knows she's been vindictive, um, and she insinuates to Perry that she's been acting out towards Mercedes. So Perry's wheels in her head are turning. Like, what is this, what is this chick done? Right? Yeah.
1: She's like a, a super villain, like explaining her plan. Almost. She, she opens up way too much to Perry, but they, it seems like Perry might be getting through to her too. She's sort of like, well, your dad loves both of you and you need to figure out how to coexist. And it, you know, it's share lets on a lot, but then it seems like Perry gets through to her, but. Maybe not so much.
0: So many moments when Cher like has seemed like. The light. Yeah. But then she always goes the other way. So meanwhile, we have Tony has like uh, a breakdown in tears to Scott, you know, and Scott was a nice shoulder for him. Um, Tony's really upset about everything that's gone on with Diane. Tony goes back to the hospital, leaves the baby with Scott. Um, He and Diane have a really good heart to heart. Um, Diane explains she has reason to hate hospitals they had a baby freaking switched in a hospital among other things you know so she kind of again is explaining things away Um, and then Tony really wants her to have a conversation with Misbah about her mental health but Diane of course protests and has a pretty good you know at least uh, believable reason she's like no I don't want to be on the radar." you know, we just had a baby. What are they going to try to take my baby away? Like, they're going to think I'm crazy. Like, no, no, no. We're, I'm not talking to Misbah about this shit. So, she bosh
1: on that really quick. Meanwhile, Uncle Scott has baby Eva in her little pram, taking her through the market and showing her off. And he's like, come see the baby! And Martine's super excited and starts to run over from the price slice. But she goes a little too fast. She gets faint. She's about to take a tumble. So, scott like leaves the baby for a split second to go help her and meanwhile you see sort of the pram and you see drunk mercedes sort of looking crazy in the background walking by and then the next thing we know the pram is empty the baby's gone and it doesn't take us long to figure out that it's not mercedes who took it it is share <laughs> she has decided that you know there's nowhere to go but up from where she's at so she's kidnapped a baby and she's decided she's going to frame Mercedes for it oh boy (laughs) oh boy is right Mercedes makes this plan go even more smoothly because by the time Cher and Eva find her she's passed out (laughs) on the couch (laughs) she's drunk she's already home
0: yeah all Cher has to do is just leave the baby in Mercedes vicinity and that
1: was like the easiest crime anyone could ever imagine to commit Mm-hmm. And what a well-behaved newborn, like it didn't even make a sound during all this kidnapping. That
0: baby was kidnapped in like the first half hour of its life. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> might be a record. I mean, maybe not. I, I mean, maybe that's how kidnappings work is people want the baby. They just snag it as soon as possible. Like, I don't know, but it seems like r- really early, even for a soap opera kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> like Liberty had to wait until she was 30. to be kidnapped um or however old liberty is supposed to be yeah so tony is furious with scott you know it's like we sort of knew some of this was coming from the trailer and whatnot and so it's just like heartbreaking to see like all the scenes leading up to this with tony and scott like bonding and being concerned for Diane and Scott, like helping Tony be like, let's get out of the house. Like this isn't the way she's making us be locked away. And like in every time, like they were getting closer this week, it was like, you knew this was coming and you knew that it was going to end in like Scott being, you know, the whipping boy or whatever again. Mm-hmm. And poor fucking Scott. He always gets shit on. He always, always, always gets shit on as much as I like miss various things about Mitchell, like Mitchell was a horrible boyfriend, like, for like, almost the entire duration of the relationship. Um, And then they got married, and they were finally happy, and then he left. So it's like, (laughs) Scott has no even pretend happy ending, like he gets like a half an hour of a happy ending, and then it's over. So yeah, it's sad to see Scott keep getting yelled at and, and everything. I mean, this is his fault in a way. It's also something anyone would have done. Anyone would have ran to help Martine with the baby, you know, right, there, nothing should have gone wrong.
1: Yeah, nothing should have gone wrong. He didn't know that Cher was a psychopath waiting to steal the baby. But uh, I guess in Hollyoaks, you should probably be prepared for anything.
0: <laughs> That's very true, actually.
1: You should know where you're living and know that there's everyone's a creep. In that same stretch of sidewalk, I mean, people get murdered, <laughs> <shot, laughs> signs fall. Like, come on. I know. Maybe Diane's right to stay at home. No cameras. They just refuse
0: to put them up. Um, cameras only in the the bathrooms in the pubs <laughs> um so meanwhile goldie like straight up tells silver like i think mercedes took it which at this point she has reason to think that and silver like is like no that i don't think so that come on that's no she wouldn't do that then perry goes to the house and finds mercedes with the baby she's freaked out mercedes has this really great scene where she's talking to pez about everything that's been going on with her while she's holding the baby as far as she knows she might have drunkenly stolen this baby right so she's like holy shit I mean she at this point she believes she woke up in the middle of the night and took a sledgehammer to a crib you know so she's like if I did that then I guess I could have taken this baby and walked home with it in my state so Pez sees how troubled she is and Pez is putting two and two together and realizes that Cher is the one who did this. Based on what Cher had told her earlier, Pez is like, holy shit. And she's like, I know that you took the baby and everything. And Cher's just like, what about it, girl? She's like, you stole narcotics and gave them to me. Like, are you kidding? Like, uh, do you want to be a nurse or do you want to go to jail? Like, So, blow me up and see see how well that goes for you. So I was like, done, oh! done, done. Finally, someone knows all of Cher's bullshit and she can't talk about it, so.
1: Yeah, and Perry is finally using her deductive reasoning for good. Um, she like immediately is like, how did you know the baby was missing? And is suspicious as she is suspicious of everyone. Uh, maybe she should she should go into the police um, instead of being a nurse. She might be better at that.
0: Yes, and then Sid Sid could be a nurse because I don't oh, I think Sid it. needs to be a cop. What the hell's wrong with him? They need to have a trading trading careers thing.
1: Oh, I love Uh, it. Or even a Freaky Friday, like they should.
0: (laughs) Freaky Friday. Yeah. I think we need more sci-fi on this show. (laughs) The Lomax house gets struck by lightning. (laughs) Everyone is different.
1: Uh, So Cher is blackmailing Perry. And so she's going to get away with this. Mercedes herself believes this. So she confesses to herself. She brings the baby back to Tony. And, you know, Tony's grateful and immediately is just like, where'd you find her? And she's like, at the dog. But then she quickly just confesses, like, no, sorry. I guess I took her. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah. Which is so sad. So sad to see Mercedes just believing that she's capable of this. I mean, she's capable of horrible things. We know this. But she's not capable of that. And it's just heartbreaking to see her believe that about herself. Yeah, truly. So with the baby back, Tony tells Diane what happened. And she with complete reason, freaks out and says, she's the only one who can hold her. She wants Scott gone. And that's what happens. Tony kicks out Scott. He's going to go live with Damon in in the love boat, which I'm always happy when they explain where people live, because it's really hard to keep track of. You know, that's a a peeve of mine. So it's nice to know where he's going to end up. I still don't know where Cindy is. But (laughs) um, so Scott's kicked out. And also, Mercedes is checking in. She's checking herself into a psych ward. She's decided, you know, between all these things she thinks she's done that she can't remember, like there's something really wrong with her. So her and Silver have a really wonderful goodbye and tears. We sort of have Tony and Diane locked back up with their baby. Mercedes locked up in a psych ward. It's a rough week for both couples as we end uh, things sort of on that note. With them
0: yeah and then wait what, did i have anything to say yeah no that's pretty much the end of that <laughs> <laughs> oh well we have romeo is giving share an ultimatum a, a ultimatum again to get rid of her phone to get rid of her socials at least delete it all and he says he's gonna break up with her otherwise dun dun. dun. so what mm-hmm. will she do we'll find out next week um we saw cleo and toby again which we had not seen them for a hot minute um really toby i don't think we have seen much of him at all um and they both looked so cute when we they reappeared like Cleo had like a beautiful straightened hair and like Toby had his hair all done in cornrows and it was just like they were just fresh and so clean and cute and I was like you know I go back and forth on whether I want them to be a couple um you know sometimes they're cute together but then it's also like something doesn't make sense to me about her immediately getting with Mitchell's Twin, long lost twin brother and it would only make Mm -hmm. sense to me if he was if he was around and could play on his feelings like otherwise it's just like oh he's gone but this character is basically gonna do the same thing he was except he's not gonna leave you for a man he's gonna have his own issues I'm like I don't know so something about that bothers me like Mm -hmm. that they got together so quickly I don't mind a love triangle with two brothers or two sisters or whatever but this isn't a triangle like Mitchell's gone Mitchell's gay and he's gone so it's like (laughs) So I don't want that. I just think it's strange. Like, Cleo needs someone else, I think. But whatever. But they do have their moments where they're cute. And they certainly looked cute at the beginning of the week. And I was, like, happy to see them. Oh, I um, loved, like,
1: um, seeing Cleo with her hair not in that bun. Like, and she had, like, this yeah. long, flowy share hair. Like, share, like, the singer not Chair Queen. Wait, just share um, say whoa? <laughs> whoa. whoa. Oh, whoa. Sharp, oh, snap share out of it. impressions ever. But yeah, I totally am with you that like they just pairing them together, how they got together just still doesn't work, but I do like, I do kind of like them together and I do like them as these, as you put in the notes, avenging together. These, they're like these Avengers that are going to go after Pete after they learn he's still at it.
0: Yes, exactly. So, yeah, after hearing that Pete has been spotted with a young girl, um they're they're obviously upset. Cleo is looking at Ste and Leah and she thinks that it's Pete and a young girl, like she starts seeing Pete everywhere, which then makes her vomit, and by the end of the week they decide that they want to eliminate Pete. And that's like, what do they have in mind and how far are they willing to go?
1: I was so confused by the Steve and Leah scene. Um, I <laughs> thought it was really Pete and Leah. And I was like, oh, no. That oh, that so would cool. be horrible. Like
0: of all the horrible roads that they'll probably take Leah down because she's a character on a soap opera. So she's not going to have it easy, um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I really definitely do not want her to get mixed up with a pedophile. Um, I'd rather have Trish fuck her up in the head than that. And I don't want that to happen either. So yeah, that was about all we saw them. Um, There were just a few other things we saw at just the beginning of the week. We saw Shaq um, deciding he wants Sammy's DNA. So he can find out once and for all if they're brothers or um, or not. (laughs) Or step cousins. Oh, the DNA says you're step cousins, which means... nothing it means you're not related um but uh I mean I love that families can be connected even if you're distant relatives um but of course the drama that's been heightening between Sammy and Shaq will be way 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 more meaningful if they're brothers half brothers um so that will heighten it and then we can have a uh love triangle with two brothers maybe Mm -hmm. um that would make sense because they're both on the fucking show and also I don't think I mentioned this last week but one of the things I love about so forgive me if I did but one of the things I love about Shaq and Sammy this is gonna sound so stupid but I love how different their hair is like Sammy's got like the buzz like the high and tight or whatever and it's like very clean cut and then Shaq is shaggy and they both look super cute but they're like you just like instant opposites. Like mm-hmm. um, it just, it tells things that we, that they don't need to do, you know, in the writing and the acting because just visually we see that they're opposites, um, mm-hmm. that, that they're going to be playing different sides. So we didn't see very much of them. I think Shaq was only on a on Monday. And I guess if I remember correctly, Verity snipped a, a gray hair out of, supposed gray hair out of Sammy's scalp.
1: Of all the ways like, she could have gotten his DNA, I mean, she went with the most boring, <laughs> the
0: least fun, one. the least fun. Yeah, I can think of a few
1: other ways I would have done it.
0: <laughs> when did you start spitting, Verity? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh boy! Just one other tiny note of storyline this week, James offhandedly tells celeste to go into family law so now it looks like she has a a, a career path which i don't know how fast she's going to be able to do this but uh you know Martine gives celeste a pep talk and like you know you can do it if you want to do it put your mind to it you got this so um i guess this is uh celeste's celeste's oh that sounds terrible celeste's celeste's arc it's really hard to say for some reason um that, that is coming up and yeah i mean i don't know how long law school takes on a British soap on the American soap. It takes probably about less than a week. So Celeste could be in a courtroom very (laughs) soon. I don't know, but she's, she's, she's at least embarking on this journey.
1: And it's nice to see her have something to do besides cover for Toby or be worried about Toby, even though she still constantly is. Yeah. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And basically it starts because she tells like Tom and Yaz they need to fuck. And then James is like, Oh, you'd be a good family lawyer. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I know, that's so bizarre. I mean,
1: kind of a jump there, but, um, you know, <laughs> she, she watches Suits, so she knows what's going on, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm excited to see where that goes. I, I love Celeste, and I really want more for her, and I think entangling her with, like, James and the law firm could be really interesting, you know, give her the chance to play off of uh, Sammy or um, Verity and, um, you know, be in more more situations, so excited to see where that goes she through.
0: and sammy could be very sexy together mm-hmm. that's one interesting if, spoiler if they word. have a little tryst or maybe verity just thinks that they're like flirting and she gets jealous and she ends up with Shaq. they are actually opening up quite a quite a world putting celeste into this uh into this crew mm-hmm. um i hadn't really even thought of it but yeah i mean and celeste needs a man i mean she was she was shagging romeo for a while but that's been long over oh those um, were the days Those were the days, right? Um, When they were still trying to pretend that Toby was her husband. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was pretty much the week. That was the week. And now we should talk about our favorite parts of the week, starting with our favorite scenes of the week. And there were so many, like,
1: powerful scenes. scenes. So many. I think this is our longest list of nominees. I couldn't even, I couldn't narrow them down. I kept adding.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, they're, I, they're, they're good. Shall, should we read them?
1: Yeah, let's do it. The nominees are...
0: Die won't let Tony in when she goes into labor. Silver loses his patience with Cher. Mercedes lays into Tony. Tony breaks down to Scott. Tony and Diane have a heart-to-heart.
1: Mercedes talks to Pez, holding Eva.
0: Mercedes and Silver have a tearful goodbye.
1: Mercedes and Silver's FaceTime call.
0: They're all freaking good. All freaking um,
1: good. I have I have mine, though. So I can All go right, first if it, you please. want me to. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Mine is the FaceTime call. It, it oh. ended the week, and I thought um, the way they did that was so powerful because they framed it as Mercedes dealing with something, and she also understood that there are other women in her life and in her orbit that are dealing with things, and it kind of turned into a voiceover that, that showed Diane locking the door. I think it showed Cher. Like, it showed... The struggles that everyone goes through and there was a point where she's like you know we're supposed to put on a happy face you know positive vibes only we're supposed to 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 live for the good times ignore the bad and that's not life life is ups and downs and you need to deal with the downs and that's what she's doing she's in a she's in a, a mental hospital she's dealing with what she thinks is a is a breakdown she's having but it's really something she's been gaslit into but she's dealing with it. And I just thought it was really powerful. Right. And Cher is
0: like listening in and it seems like she's maybe getting some help herself or or thinking that help exists at least. Um, So it could even prove to be some kind of turning point for Cher or at least... Hinted that maybe another
1: misdirect of we think it's another <laughs> turning
0: point, right? Sure. Right, exactly, exactly. Or maybe shares just more bitter because Mercedes. Oh, great! Now she went, she locked herself up and she's actually getting help and <laughs> it's actually working. Yeah, and why does everything? Damn go it, well she's gonna heal herself, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I could probably pick any of these because they all were super good. I mean, it was super good week when you look at it. Um, but I'll pick Mercedes um, laying into Tony in the in the village or in the mm-hmm. steps there, because um, we got to see you know two Hollyoaks powerhouses. Um, you know Tony's the OG; he's the original cast member, and and he's been holding it down all this time. And he had such a big big week. And Mercedes, of course, is the the queen of Hollyoaks. Um, undisputed so don't dispute me but she you know so to see her at her nader when tony was flying high with his newborn baby and he's not trying to rub it in mercedes face but she's being a real bitch um to him and you know just to know what they're both going through and the fact that they both were embroiled in such big storylines this week that then
1: interconnected they collided
0: yeah, they collided in a big way, yeah. Um, so I thought that was great. So I'll give it to them for the that scene where they, they got to share that scene together.
1: Excellent choice.
0: Excellent choice. How about your star? So, yeah, riffing on that, um, you know, I thought that two big standouts were Tony and Mercedes this week. Um, really big week, obviously, for both of them and a few other people, but for them. And I'm going to go ahead and give it to Mercedes because I just... Loved her all week. Um, she went through the pain of finding out she wasn't pregnant after such a buildup of trying to get pregnant, being so overjoyed thinking she was pregnant. Um, so we knew how painful that was for her. We knew what that come down was: um, her acting out, drunk and yelling at Tony, yelling at Cher, just just going off, and then trying to you know sleep it off, and then waking up thinking she's a kidnapper, and then doing the right thing, having her tearful goodbye with Silver, going. You know to try to fix herself because this can't go on any longer mm-hmm. um so it's such a big week for her um i love mercedes so i happily give my star to
1: mercedes well guess what another double star
0: ah oh, mercedes I mean, mcqueen at last
1: come on jennifer metcalf yes you did it um you did it again i mean yeah. how could you tony it was tony's week even though diane had the baby you know in yeah. that storyline great work um on that end But Mercedes just did it. I mean, the scene when she finds out she's not pregnant, just her facial expressions, when she's walking through the village with the baby to bring her back, I mean, iconic. And that monologue at the end that was my scene, like, so good, so good. So, congratulations! you're the winner of this challenge.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, yes, I'm so excited. We love you, we stand you, so I'm really... I'm thrilled for you, you know, this is the biggest honor an actor could ever (laughs) hope is our approval. It was really terrific. Would you say, Pat, that this would be, as we talked about in in past, like a jump on week? Like if you've never watched the show, like, is this a good week to start? Because it had so much from the heavy hitters.
1: You know, it could be. Um, It was a really focused week. There weren't a lot of uh, disparate storylines and the storylines that were in focus collided. So yeah, I would say if for whatever reason, you're listening to this podcast and you've made it this far into this episode, and you don't know what we're talking about. You've never heard of the show, yeah. But get, somehow, get on Hulu, get on Channel Four, get yourself a VPN, whatever it takes to to start watching. But if you if you started watching on um, June 21st, uh, you can thank us later because you, you get to see the McQueens just shine, you get to see a baby come into the world. It's it's a great time to start. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And if you're in America, that's probably the episodes that are airing right now on Hulu. So um, get on it, get on it, get down on it. Um, (laughs) All right, so let's look ahead, eh? Let's do it. All right, cool. So I mean, I only had one little thing that I jotted down, which is totally... A moot point at this point, it's um uh, John Paul, I think is going to be out of prison like very soon. Eminently, but yeah. it occurred to me since he's clearly getting traumatized um, in jail, <laughs> when he's been there, he was traumatized like an hour in, which I so I don't know why he volunteered to do a false special. <laughs> but I thought it would be interesting or at least a good um, opportunity if we had Victor in jail. And if we got to see Victor like offered to like be John Paul's protector in exchange for dot dot dot, who knows? Ooh. some kind of some kind of witness for good behavior. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, Victor could be like, I know who you are and I know all this stuff and blah blah blah. And you need to know someone strong in here. Anyway, I thought it would have been a good opportunity. Obviously, I loved Victor and he was wonderful and and he's missed, he was a great villain. So I thought it would be really fun if he turned back up in prison and maybe he will down the road, but not this time. So that's really my only sort of Ooh. wishful storytelling thing that occurred to me way too late.
1: That would have been so good because we didn't know much about Victor personally. So like Victor could be gay and we don't know it, you know or Victor could <laughs> right. be like, they could have had a romance. Like they could have, there's so many different directions that could have gone in. Um, there's like the James connection. He could have been like, if you get James to help me, I'll make sure you don't die in here, or, or, you know, who knows? But oh, my God. oh James man, that would have been Victor, great.
0: After all he did to Juliet, that would have been really intense. Oh. Um, but like, yeah, it's, um, yeah. I mean, if if for some reason Victor was in prison and Victor was gay, and then like Victor was like John Paul's next lover after the copper, the drug oh. dealer, um, that that would be really. I mean, that'd be, a, I, I wasn't even thinking necessarily of them as lovers, but obviously that would be something I'd be into. Let's put, that would it, be let's put it right out there. It would definitely be hot. Do you have any, um, any thoughts, predictions, concerns, questions, however, tri- trials, tribulations, triumphs?
1: I think I kind of got into it a little bit with Celeste. Um, I mean, spoiler alert for, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, um, joining like the law firm and, um being ingrained in in the D Valley Law storyline. I think that 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 just opens up a lot for her. and I, I would love to see some romantic, uh, you know, maybe couple swaps or things like that. I think I think that she has the potential to really shake things up in an interesting way um, and to have more to do besides just dote over Toby. I also could see her, you know, depending on how quickly they do this law thing for her, that could also tie back into some of her, you know, childhood troubles or things like that. Like maybe she could use that to defend Toby down the line or something like that. Or, you know, oh, she is a lawbreaker, so maybe she could learn how to, to, you know, manipulate the law again in the future, like in a little bit of a better way. I mean, she covered up a murder. Um, and we can't forget that. <laughs> we can't forget no, that yeah, these, are, true, true, true. these people have done awful things. Um, And uh, as much as they sometimes try to sweep that under the rug or put it in the trunk, um, you know, it's, it's always going to be there. You can't, you can't take that back. So um, I I think that was just a teeny bit of this week, but I'm really excited to see where that goes. Yeah, me too. And you've really got my wheels turning of where
0: they could go with it. And there's, there's a lot more than I was just thinking. Uh, My whole thought when it was unfolding was just like, okay, are they going to make her a lawyer overnight or is this going to be a long storyline? I wasn't even thinking like, just get her in the damn law office and have her start intermingling with these characters. And it just opens up a whole world, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously something they're going to do. Um, so now I'm excited about that because Celeste needs a man. She needs some story. Like, come on, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, don't let her languish. She is obviously... Uh, powerful actress and you know powerful character so
1: and i want to give her a damn
0: star of the week i know right i know i know she's got to earn, it. She's, gotta earn she's, it she's got it in her they just got to give her something to do well that's pretty much it for the week right yeah that's
1: it for the week so uh thanks for listening
0: you can watch new episodes of Hollyoaks in the us on hulu and of course on channel 4 across the pond thanks to a bloom for our wonderful theme music want to give us your take Want to be blokes we are at holly on instagram
1: don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen, please. We need likes. We need validation.
0: <laughs> We're like share. As always, for advice on real issues, please go online to channel4.com support. Bye. Bye-bye.